Welcome to Blessed in This Mess. I'm your host, Lori Schlosser, and you're listening to episode 13. Today's episode is a tribute to my mama. My mama is in heaven now one year on July 19, 2022. She passed away a year ago. I still miss her each day. I still think of her each day. She had 89 years, and I think she would agree with me. 83 of them were fabulous. The last six were just one challenge after another. She spent about 20 years of her life as a family caregiver. Uh, She was a fabulous mom, a fabulous wife, a great grandmother, and a great grandmother, both of those things, and uh, a Stephen minister, a faithful person, and I think you would say an optimist by nature, and a, a person who was an introvert, who but who really thought a lot about caring for others. I learned so much from her in her life before she became the person I was caring for, and I certainly learned a whole bunch more as her family caregiver. And I had already begun caregiving for our son, so I was kind of really leaning into her wisdom. She taught me just so much. So today, if I could, I'd like to share some of the greatest lessons. I've been able to put it in perspective now. The greatest lessons from her 89 years, many of them as a family caregiver. I'd like to share those with you today, and I think they're applicable whether you are a family caregiver or not. They're just some really solid lessons for living a life that is purposeful and peaceful and um a life that really shares your gifts with the world, that really emulates uh, Christ in so many ways. Mama wasn't perfect, but Mama was pretty darn awesome. So I'd like to pay her tribute today and share some of the lessons I've learned from her 89 years. So please settle back and join me as I pay tribute to my Mama. Blessed in This Mess is a podcast to encourage and support family caregivers. If you are caring for someone you love through chronic illness, extended sickness, or disability, you're in the right place. Family caregiving can be messy. It can be exhausting and isolating, but there are blessings to be found even in the mess. I invite you to join me here every other week for some fresh perspective and simple reminders about the blessings in your role, about staying positive and preserving your health for the long run. So it's been one year since my mama transferred her residence to heaven. And boy, I've had so much time to think on her life on the goodness in her life and on all the lessons that she taught me. She really was an incredible person. Married to her husband for 42 years until he passed uh, at the age of 65. He passed early. Mama lived to be 89. She had four children. She lost a child. She took care of her mother as her mother dealt with dementia and her husband as he dealt with a chronic illness. And she poured so much goodness into all of us. She was very involved in church. She was also a person who worked outside the home from the time I was like in middle school and really succeeded in a lot of her career goals. But she was just an all-around fabulous person, and I learned so much by watching her, talking to her, listening to her, 
And there's so much about her life that I have emulated and that I would like to emulate. Uh, Mama wasn't perfect. She would have been the first person to tell you she was not, but boy, she was giving it a go. And I really respected and loved her for that. Today, I'm offering a few do's and don'ts that I think I learned from Mama's life, and I'll keep them pretty simple because you know I like to do that. And then I'll offer a few items that I think she would have done differently had she been able to see her life in that entire 89-year span, particularly those last six or seven years that got so difficult. So we live and we learn, right? And so I know that she would want me to learn from her example and that she would want me to share with you what I have learned. So my first do in my tribute to Mama, do start your day with quiet time. She was definitely all about trying to begin your day in a peaceful way. Now, some people meditate, some people read, some people walk, some people do yoga. She started her day with her devotion each day, with her concordance nearby, and taking a look at some scripture and thinking on it and offering up intercessory prayer. I learned about intercessory prayer, which means praying for other people's needs from her. She was very good about praying for all the needs of the members of her family, uh, her extended family, all the grandkids and her friends and all major life decisions. She would cover all of it in prayer and that there is a certain peace that comes from that. And I have definitely learned that from her. And and she also played music early in the morning. She would play faith-based music, and that really filled her cup again, filled her up with positive thoughts, positive messages, and that carried her through her days. And I think that's a great way to wake up and start your day. So do start your day with quiet time. If you can, even if it's just a few minutes, even if it's five minutes, that will set your day. And I have shared in previous podcasts some devotional time that I do that's two or three minutes with Abide Devotion that's breathing exercises too. It's fabulous. But I have my little morning routine too. I think it's so important. My second uh, piece of wisdom I learned from Mama's 89 years, do your best to plan, particularly around life transitions. Do your best to plan and then leave the rest to God. And I definitely saw her do that. She did plan for being a person on her own after dad died. She planned before dad died. They had a will. I was glad about that. Us kids were all glad that they had a will. We would know what to do. But even after dad died, she, I think in her early 70s, began sharing with me a list that she would update. She put it on the computer of all of the things I would need to know if anything happened to her, like everything about her bank account, her insurance policy, her attorney's name so I could, you know, deal with the will, that kind of thing. As she got older and her she began to have more health issues, she also shared her medical history. She had me begin to go to medical appointments with her. I was present with her when she filled out, you know, her do not resuscitate, you know, kind of like her living will, what her wishes would be if she had a catastrophic health event. None of that was a secret. She shared with me who to get in touch with about funeral arrangements eventually, where the burial plots were that were in the family, 
All of that stuff I think is so important. It made my role as a family caregiver so much easier. And that is definitely the kind of planning, that kind of life transition planning that I will execute for sure. And my husband and I have talked about it and we are putting all the pieces in place for our own kids. What a gift to go ahead and be forthright and sharing of that kind of information. I highly recommend that. Do your best to plan, leave the rest to God. And I think that goes for any transition, whether that's a transition of a child who's leaving home or a person who is making a major move. Do your best to plan, leave the rest to God. But I shared a few tidbits there that really helped me in her last years when she couldn't she couldn't share with me she couldn't speak or she couldn't cognate to tell me she had already told me the important things i needed to know and i was able to carry out her wishes it was beautiful and i talked to so many friends who don't have the advantage of knowing what is going on with their parents or their siblings, you know, somebody needs to know so that they can execute all the business that is the business of finishing your life well. So I leave that with you. Do your best to plan and leave the rest to God. My third piece of wisdom from Mama's 89 Years has to do with kind of like your your mindset every day, you know, that starting off with some quiet time, she was also a big advocate of getting out of your own head. Now, she never <laughs> she never said it that way. She never said get out of your own head. She was very much about helping somebody else. Even when she was busy as a mom and a wife and a and a caregiver, she was looking for ways to think on what how can I help someone else even if it's in a small way. Not necessarily asking people to let her know what they needed. You know how we sometimes say, let me know if you need anything. She was much more likely to just do something, to just share something like a card, a greeting card. She would put a note in it and send it to somebody she thought was having a tough time or having a birthday or you know, going through a transition that they might need some encouragement about. She would call people. She would make a meal. When our son was diagnosed, I know she could sense my stress and sometimes she would just like <laughs> show up my, at my door with dinner uh, or with a meatloaf or, you know, a crock pot of soup. And it was always so appreciated. She, never, she wouldn't stay long sometimes when she did that. Sometimes she would come over and just, you know, open my front door, come on in and start folding my laundry, which was so wonderful. But just getting out of your own situation and your own issues and seeing is today, is there something I can do for someone else? She was so much an advocate of that. So, and, and then in the end, after she was eventually trained to be a Stephen minister, and in our church, that is um, a person who comes alongside another person who's going through a, a, a life circumstance that they can relate to and just kind of walks alongside them. And she learned to do that, and she became such a good listener in her training as a Stephen minister. So that getting out of your own head, helping somebody else just by being present for them, listening over the phone, listening in, you know, while you're taking a walk, listening in person, what a gift. 
uh, and not necessarily focusing on what is difficult in your life, but thinking, okay, today, is there someone else that I can help? That was so much a part of Mama's wisdom in those 89 years. So my three do's from Mama's life. Do start your day with quiet time. Do your best to plan. Leave the rest to God. And do get out of your own head and think about who else can I help today? I think about two, and I wanted to share with you in super transparency here, the things that I think Mama would have done had she only known how her life would end those last six years. And she she became progressively less able. She had several strokes, and she was suffering from vascular problems, vascular dementia, and vascular changes, which made blood flow all over her body difficult. But I think the things that she would have advocated for, and she was a very bright, capable person, the things that she would have advocated for are these three. The first one is, do pay attention to your own health as a family caregiver. I think she would have done a better job of self-care, particularly around her blood pressure, which eventually the problems with blood pressure from her you know, childbearing years they eventually took a, a huge toll. I think that was a lot of what caused the strokes. I think she would have exercised differently. She really began to exercise in her 70s. I think she would have started earlier. And I think she would have included strength and flexibility training in addition to just she rode a recumbent bike. But I think she would have done other things to try to stay stronger, stronger in her upper body, stronger in her ability to get herself up off of couches and chairs, all of that played a role in her eventually needing to be confined to a wheelchair. And she never would have wanted that. If she had a way around that, she would have worked around that. And I think about that all the time in my own in my own strength and flexibility. I also think she would have focused on her own health around journeying through grief. And you know, I've, I've done a podcast episode on that. That was episode eight and then 11. I did that around Mother's Day and Father's Day because I think she struggled. She really struggled around the loss of my dad and the loss of her mother. And I, I'm not sure that she was healthy in her process of moving through that. And I think she would have advised me to know a bit more about the grief process. And that's, as I said, included in episodes 8 and 11. And that's something I'm continually learning about. And and this podcast, in part, is my journey through the loss of her and the grief I've experienced from losing her and, and making positive, positive contributions in light of her positive life. And then finally, I think had she known in her 89 years how she would finish, she would have considered more seriously, particularly post-pandemic, finishing well in her own home. And I know you're probably surprised to hear me say that. And I also know very realistically that there are health considerations around which a person needs to be in a skilled care facility. I definitely saw that. I definitely know that. But I think there will be in the future 
post-pandemic. Many more options for robust home health care. I think there's going to be much more opportunity for that. And I know I myself will consider that. And I will be encouraging other people to consider that in a broader way, perhaps, than we did before the pandemic. And I also think that long-term care facilities will need to consider the way that they respond in health crises. And so that's that's all fodder for another episode, but I do think she might have considered finishing well at home. So those are the three things that I think she might have done differently in her 89 years, paid more attention to her own self-care, particularly around exercise and blood pressure. I think she might have journeyed through grief differently. That took a huge toll on her. And also she might have considered finishing well at home. My Bible touch point for today comes from Mama's devotional Bible, which I've got in my hands right now. In the back of it, there is a reflection section where she could make notes and write whatever her thoughts were. And she left a number of of verses written there. And today I'm really focusing on 1 Corinthians 13. Now I know these verses are often considered around the time of a wedding, but because they have to do with love, and love was so much a part of her life, I definitely felt her unconditional love for me. I know the way she loved my dad and the way that she loved um, my siblings and her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, her friends, um, her church family, the people in her workplace. I mean, she had love for everybody. She was a very loving person. These words just resonate with me, and I hope they do with you, and they bring you some peace today. 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13 reads, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And those verses remind me so much of my mama's 89 years. And so today I want to leave those verses with you. And I thank you for allowing me to reflect on her life. I hope that this message has blessed you. I will love my mama as long as I live. And I look forward to seeing her in a better place than this when my time here is done. She taught me that life is messy, that she was not perfect and life is not perfect, but there are definitely blessings all around us. And that's that's the focus I want to have from here until I see her again. So thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me here today for this special tribute episode of the podcast. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on social media, on Facebook at Lori Schlosser, on Instagram at Lori Schlosser Speaks, and on my website at laurieschlosser.com. Until next time, just as my mama taught me, you are on my heart and in my prayers. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.